Yo, today's QOD is do not tie your earning to the number of hours you work. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to our Finance Friday episode where we talk about all things money mindset. We've got Douglas Kruger on the show. And I love this clip. We actually talked about this Tuesday in the free class that I taught. You got you to check that one out. But he's talking about the fact that when we judge and criticize people who are living financially free, we can guarantee that we will never be financially free. The subconscious mind, which is where it all comes from, all your actions, all your inactions, your expression, all comes from the subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind will not allow you to have something that you criticize and condemn. So if you're rolling up next to the fancy car at the stoplight and in the privacy of your own mind, or even outwardly, you think or say things like, oh, that person thinks they're all that. What do they got a car like that for? Oh, they got all that money. They must be miserable. Oh, that person thinks that they're better than me. If you are doing that, you'll never be financially free. Now, if you have a legitimate reason to have a negative opinion about an individual, something that they've done, something that you really, really know about them, I get that. Totally cool. But if you don't even know that person, if you've never talked to that person, if you have no information about that person, how can we criticize? How do you know that person is miserable? How would you know that that person thinks they're all that? You're generalizing. You're putting an entire group of people into a bucket and saying, because you're financially free, this is how you are. And that's why your brain and subconscious mind won't let you have financial freedom because it doesn't want you to go in that bucket. Because it doesn't want to be the person that you've judged. You know, I refer back to Steve Harvey in the jump episode. And he's talking about... um. You know, your, your neighbor gets a new car every year and, you, and you, you know, like, how is he doing that? He says, maybe that person has identified their gift and is living in their gift. That's the way you got to think about it. Not criticism, but oh man, what did that person do? What is their gift? How are they sharing their gift with the world to serve enough people, to earn enough money to have the clothes and the car and the home? and the philanthropic causes, and all the other stuff that comes along with abundance, what are they doing? That's what's got it. That's what I think. What are they doing? But the criticism, when you criticize, you can, again, you can guarantee it'll block your abundance for good. Here's Douglas. A couple of weeks ago, I saw something that you don't see every single day. It was an accident between a Ferrari and a VW Golf. By the time that I arrived, the VW Golf was on one side of the road and it was a little shorter than it was meant to be originally. And on the other side of the road was this what used to be a six foot three gleaming red Ferrari, but was now a four foot two slightly more crunchy Ferrari. And you drive past that and you think to yourself, that's a really bad day for some wealthy individual. 
and it's not something you see every day. So I pulled my car over and I put a little uh, comment on Facebook and I said, let's have a moment of silence for the mighty fallen, never again to go from naught to 100 in 6.3 or 3.6 seconds. And the reaction that I got from some of my friends on Facebook was interesting. People said, they didn't say things like, oh, what a shame, what a pity, oh, what a loss. They said, serves him right. <laughs> and the hatred just kept on coming. One comment after another. How can he drive a car like that in a country like this? Our roads are wrong for it. He was probably drunk. One person stopped just short of accusing him of being a child molester. <laughs> And it was fascinating to me just to see the level of hatred aimed at this Ferrari driver. Now, here's the interesting bit about it. The only information that I put on Facebook was there has been an accident between a Golf and a Ferrari. That's it. We don't know who was wrong. We don't know if it was the Golf driver who made the mistake. We don't know if a dog didn't run across the road and cause this thing. But what was interesting is it showed up a belief system that most of us don't even know we have. It's a bias against the rich. It's fascinating. Now, in a room like this, we are all studying and working toward building careers, building futures, becoming high net worth individuals. Let me ask you a question. Do you reckon you can become a high net worth individual at the same time as hating wealthy people? It's a self-limiting belief and it actually gets in the way. But what's fascinating is that the kind of thinking that is handed down to us from generation to generation is invisible. <laughs> it, it was once beautiful, wasn't it? <laughs> and I'm not the only person who's, uh, who's actually seen this in motion. Anybody here watch Top Gear? Yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Top Gear fans, join me for a moment here. The rest of you can just go to sleep. <laughs> Jeremy Clarkson says, in the United States, you watch a person drive by in a Bentley, and the reaction is, one day I'll be in one of those. And he says it's different in Britain. He says in Britain, you watch a guy drive past in a Bentley and you say, one day I'll have him out of that. <laughs> That's a bit more sinister, isn't it? A little bit darker. And it's really interesting because particularly in South Africa, we have spent decades trying to unravel a belief system about racism that's been handed down from generation to generation. But we are not aware of other beliefs that are handed down to us, particularly beliefs about wealthy people. And here we all are chasing these goals and chasing these lives while at the same time feeling uncomfortable about talking about money or talking about wealthy people as though they are obviously evil, they come from the devil. Let's take a look at how this thinking is created, how it's generated, how it's handed down from generation to generation, and how it can stop you from achieving your goals. The point is to unravel it, get it out of our minds, excise it, be rid of it, be free of it, so that we can actually chase the goals that we have in life and become all God intended us to be. In my family, if you go back two generations to my grandmother, she used to work at an English manor house in Manchester. Has so anyone here ever watched the show on TV, quite a, uh, quite a mature show called Downton Abbey? Anyone seen it? No? Okay. The basic idea is you've got two sets of people. You've got the higher class folks who own this abbey. They're kind of semi-royalty in the, in the United Kingdom. Then you've got the people downstairs who run everything. They do the cooking, they do the sweeping, the cleaning. It's the, the staff. My grandmother was part of the manor house, but she was not the people upstairs. She was the people downstairs. 
She was one of the maidservants who helped to keep this manor house clean. And if you had to see pictures of the way that they dressed at the time, it was the full old-style regalia. She had the, the little apron and the little maid's outfit and the little feather duster, and it's everything we think of as slightly kinky today. <laughs> but of course, at the time, it was nothing like that. This was a woman who worked incredibly hard from dusk till dawn. This was a woman whose back was sore more often than not. This was a woman who, if you ever met her and put your hands on her hands, you'd find nothing but calluses. And most importantly, this was a woman who had no voice in the face of authority. Because the thinking back then, for both the lower classes and for women, was keep quiet, don't make waves, be a cog in the system. We don't want to know that you exist, we just want to see that your job gets done. And this is the kind of thinking that is then handed down from generation to generation. And what's interesting is that when my dad came along, my grandmother was looking for the best advice she could possibly give to him about work and wealth and how to make your way in the world. She went rummaging around in her mind and she came up with this gem and it was the advice she gave to my dad. She said, my son, get a trade. That way you will never starve to death. Who here has heard some variation of that advice? Yeah, yeah? A lot of us have heard things down those lines. There's nothing wrong with getting a trade. You can become a plumber and you can become very wealthy as a plumber. But listen to the second half of that sentence. Did she say, so that you can become all God intends you to be? Is it so that you can let your light shine, so that you can become wealthy, so that you can achieve goals? No, it's so that you never starve to death. The thinking comes from a place of desperation. And that's the thinking that's handed down generation to generation. And the weird part is, it's completely invisible to us. We hear this advice and we think it's right and we think it's normal. Now, I'm not picking on my grandmother. She was doing the best she could with the ideas that she had without perhaps knowing how much damage it can do to future generations. The point is just to say we have thinking that is invisible to us. We are trained to thought and we are culturalized to act in certain ways that no longer make sense in the modern economy. The old world thinking says become a cog in a system, fit in, don't make waves, and if you're a perfect cog, you'll get your little bit of money at the end of the day and you can go home. That thinking will keep you poor. So, what are some of the alternatives? Well, that's what I'd like to look at with you here today. I like to call that style of thinking the wheelbarrow way. It basically goes like this. It's like the parents get hold of their child, the young son, the young daughter, and they say, my son, my daughter, you are young and strong. You must go out into the world and earn coins. Here's how you do it. Pick up your wheelbarrow, load it full of bricks, and for every hour that you push your wheelbarrow, you will get one coin. If you want a second coin, you have to push your wheelbarrow for a second hour. Now we think like that. We go, the only way to earn coins is to work for a set number of hours. So let me go and get a job and be dependent on a boss. Now you work your set number of hours every day. You push your wheelbarrow for your set number of hours and a horrible thing starts to happen. You start to realize that you can't quite afford the car. 
you're not quite breaking even with the kids and their education and the debit orders and the bonds and so on. So what do you do? You go back to the thinking that was handed down to you and you say, if I'm not getting enough coins, what do I have to do? I have to push a second wheelbarrow in the evenings to get more coins. That kind of thinking keeps families in generational cycles of poverty. If you take nothing else away from today, this is the one principle that is the most important. Do not tie your earning to the number of hours you work. You've got to separate those two. And I'll show you how today. But so long as we think a number of hours equals a number of coins, we are in financial trouble. Because as a human being, you only have so many hours in the day. The wealthy person's epiphany, the way of breaking out of this idea is this. Dump the bricks in your wheelbarrow. Get rid of them. Load your wheelbarrow up with gold. In other words, for every hour that you push that wheelbarrow, you need to raise the value of your work. Earn more coins per hour, not work more hours in order to get more coins. Does that make sense? Okay. Of course, that, that raises some interesting questions. How the heck do you do that? There are definitely ways of doing it. All right, that was Douglas Kruger wrapping up the week on a Finance Friday. His website is douglaskruger.com. You can watch today's full talk on YouTube. It is called How to Escape Poverty is Your Thinking Keeping You Poor. I'm out of here. I'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.